listening to the Baby Your Baby podcast with me, Jade Elliott, where we talk all things pregnancy, children, and parenting. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV2 news podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health. You're listening to the Baby Your Baby podcast with myself, Jade Elliott. And today we are joined by Carrie Weiss with the Newborn Screening Program from the Utah Department of Health. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me. So we're talking about newborn screenings. Um, Tell us what that is. So newborn screening is a mandatory screen that every baby has. So every baby in the state of Utah has had it. They screen for over 40 different disorders. Um, If these disorders aren't caught and treated, these babies can have some health issues like brain damage some neurologic issues, and death. So this is done right after the baby is born? So Utah is a two-screen state, so the first screen is done in the hospital. It's 24 to 48 hours after birth, and the second screen is done 7 to 16 days after birth, and usually that's done in um, the pediatrician's office. If babies are born at home, then the midwives usually do that. Other than that, the hospitals do that. Um, Does this have... Any factor, does like a family's health history play a factor in these screenings? What's kind of looked at there? So unfortunately, these disorders are called autosomal recessive, and they don't appear in every generation. Many times it's the first in the family, and that's why the screening is so important. Oh, so health history almost has no impact. Correct. Mandatory screenings. Correct. And it's really to kind of catch things that we might not even know are there or would even think that would be there. Yes. So we always like to say that these disorders are all treatable. They're not curable. And that's why we want to find them out so we can start treating. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So let's talk about, um, since it is a mandatory screening, um, kind of who does it? How is the data and information collected? What's that process look like? Like I said, it starts when baby's born. So um, if baby's born in a hospital, hospital starts it. And uh, if baby's born at home, the midwife should do that. What happens is this kit they do, they take a little heel poke from the baby, and it's little drops of blood. One drop per little circle, if you ever see it. And um, that kit is sent to the Department of Health, and there we test it. And we get screening information back. If it's normal, we just send them out. So then that way the parents know. If it's not, then we contact doctor, midwife to let them know, hey, these are some extra things we need to do for it. And we do that for both kits. And after 90 days, those kits, as long as we have everything normal and baby we know is okay, we destroy those kits. Oh, okay. And then if if for whatever reason some of those results come back with – a different outlook of something that maybe needs to be treated, uh, what happens to those kits? So um, as long as we make sure that they're getting taken care of and everything is taken care of, then it's a minimum of 90 days for it. We don't ever keep it for anything extra okay. that we have. Sure, so. sure. Um, so it's a kit process. Is there a cost involved with that kit? So the kit's $118. That covers everything. This program is covered just by the kit fee. So um, 
we don't receive any state funding for it or anything to operate the program. And usually when you have a baby, that kit fee is in your hospital bill. Okay. And then if you have a baby that you're going to have at home, you just have the midwife purchase it or you call us and you can purchase it through us. Not covered by insurance? Um, it can be covered by insurance. Okay. Definitely, um, you can always talk with your insurance if you're having a home birth. Usually when it's in the hospital, it just goes with your hospital fees. Right into your fee. Yeah, yeah. and that makes sense. And, and yeah, every insurance provider, of course, is so different yeah. across the board. So yeah, check with your with your provider on that. So $118 for the kit. And that's pretty incredible that just that kit fee itself funds 100% of the entire program. Yeah, um, they've done some research and the amount that you would have to pay for each test to be done or even follow up would be a lot more money. So oh, I we're can imagine. pretty happy about that. Yeah, no, that's fantastic, not only for your program, but also for families. Right. Yeah, but it's always getting babies starting on the right foot. We want to make sure they're happy and healthy and that they can have a great life. Yeah, exactly. Um, so kind of backtracking on this, with this newborn screening being a mandatory screening, mm-hmm. um, here in the state of Utah. Is it mandatory in other places that you know of? Yep, it is a nationwide program. Okay. And so every state has newborn screening, and they're all mandatory. Okay, so um, full disclosure, I don't even know if I knew that my (laughs) children had this screening done. You're not the only one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But that's great that they did, and there was nothing wrong, apparently. Yep, this actually started in the 1960s in Utah. It started in the hospitals closer to the 1970s and so if you were born here everybody's had a screening yeah they've added to the different disorders from there everybody calls it the pku test but hmm, that's where it that started sounds from. a little more familiar yep. for some reason but okay we like calling it the newborn screening because we just don't test for pku yeah yeah that makes sense all right moms listeners if you didn't know that your children went through the screening either don't feel bad because um it just happens. It does. It happens very quickly, and a lot of times it comes back normal, yeah. which is what we want to see. Yeah, absolutely. And when it doesn't, we make sure babies are treated and they get the help that they need. Well, and that's what's so important about the test and, and with it being mandatory and really so seamless that no one even knows that it's happening, Right. <laughs> that you know we are making sure that we're covering all of our bases yep. for our babies, making sure that they um, are being screened properly and, and all those tests that they're going through. With just a simple heel prick. Yep, exactly. So that's great. Yeah. What if, though, on the flip side, um, and I don't know if you've seen it happen before, someone refuses. <laughs> if someone actually knows that their baby's getting this test. <laughs> right. And they refuse. Right. What, what's that protocol look like? So if they truly refuse after hearing about everything, what it's for, then they can fill out um, an exception card. It's only made for a religious reason, and that can be printed off of our website. But we really, really want to make sure every baby is being screened so then that way that they're healthy. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, of course. Um, now, I don't know the exact numbers when it comes to how many babies are born in Utah every day, every month, every year. We can imagine, though, a good size of numbers and amount of babies being born. Um, with this kit, how, then is it, how is it all tracked? How, how do you guys not get 
inundated or backlogged or, you know, if with all of the babies, with all of the tests, with it being mandatory, it's happening across the state probably, I don't know how many times, even a day, you know? We get, I think, around 150 cards sometimes when they come in. Um, and so the cards are ordered through the Department of Health, and mm-hmm. it goes out, and every card has like a medical record number. Okay. And it's a kit number that follows baby for the rest of their life. So you have one, every baby has one. And hmm. so it's followed and tracked and through every process until the case is closed. Okay, so it's almost like your little screening serial number. Yep. And everyone has one. Yep. Interesting. All right. Um, what What do we know um, with the collection screening? If Does it ever come back where it's untestable? Or maybe not in a satisfactory condition to be tested? Yes, we do get screens that we call them unsatisfactory, that we have to get a repeat screen done. And usually in that case, we'll contact the hospital, their midwife, and let them know that they need to get another repeat screen. If we have a few of them, we always say, hey, we do trainings. So Mm -hmm. if ever they need to have kind of some extra help getting those samples taken we're happy to come out and help yeah oh good yeah Yeah. and they also can come to our uh, office and get it done as well oh that's that's fantastic um so as a parent um myself not included in this since I wasn't (laughs) very aware uh but pretending I was or pretending I will be another time what do I need to know what do I need to do to make sure um that you know the the kits processed properly, the information's delivered properly, um, and especially with because there, there's it's a two part kit. Correct. And so one's at the hospital, but then I'm kind of on my own as a parent with the next one, so to speak. Kind of. So the biggest thing is we want to make sure that it's happening because mm-hmm. timely testing makes sure that babies get the help that they need. Mm-hmm. And so usually, if you get it in the hospital. You said they do it, they send it and everything. They usually send the second kit with you, so then that way you can take it to your pediatrician's office. But we all know after you leave the hospital, you get a bunch of stuff sent Seems with like you. like a blur. And it becomes <laughs> a blur. So every clinic and every midwife have the opportunity of having what's called miscellaneous cards. So they're cards that they can use that... Uh, can do the second screen or the first screen or whatever, and they can send it in to us with the medical record number on it. Uh-huh. So if you forget it, perfectly fine. Just say, hey, I'm at this two-week appointment. My baby needs to get it. I haven't gotten it. Okay. Can we do that? And okay. then the other thing is ask about it. Sure. I think and now you all know about it. <laughs> making sure you know the baby's normal. Yeah. Just being able to ask and talk with your doctor a little bit more about it, it's a great thing to have a conversation just to see what's on there. The other thing is we have a great website, mm-hmm. and it's very much family-friendly as well as provider-friendly, but it answers a lot of questions about newborn screening, a lot of questions about what happens, what goes through, what we test for in detail. So it's a great resource. That is a great resource. I think I kept everything kind of together. Do you Because you do, you become inundated with, with paperwork, whether it's, um, you know, birth certificate information and, and stuff you have to send into the state and then stuff that you take to that um, kind of initial appointment with your baby when they, you know, you go back to see your provider. Um, 
I'm I'm gonna make the assumption that I just kept it all in there and <laughs> had no clue what was really even in there. That's usually kind of what happens. A lot of times they'll kind of mention to you. Yeah. It comes in a pink envelope, so it does stand mm. out a little bit. But there is a lot of information that still gets not fully registering. <laughs> A lot of times the one thing that people remember is when baby comes and gets their heel poked, yeah. that they get little drops put on a paper and it gets sent. And yeah. that's usually the remembrance. And remembered. that's it right there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, now, what about a parent standpoint talking about, you know, kind of those things that we need to do to make sure that everything's being done properly. Um, what if, as a parent, we're deciding to adopt or foster? How does it work with that process? So um, we're making sure that baby gets a screen done. If baby's born in Utah, we want to make sure that the card has the right information filled out. So wherever baby is, whoever baby's with, that's the information that needs to be filled out. Because if something comes back and we need to notify somebody right away Mm -hmm. of some precautions to do, we're going to go to that card and we're going to track baby down. So we just want to make sure that it's filled out with the person that has that baby. And... Then on the flip side of that, what if baby isn't born in Utah? So usually we say that you follow the state the baby was born in. Mm -hmm. And so we um, would look at that state. Not every state is a two-screen state. Some only do one. And so we just look at that state for it. If um, we can't get that information to make sure everything's correct, they can start the process with the Utah newborn screening as well. Oh, okay. That's great. And you were saying your website has... So many resources, family-friendly, yes, easy to maneuver. Yes. That's fantastic. Um, so let's kind of talk numbers in a little bit. We're talking about why we're doing this and the reasons behind it. Of course, keeping baby as healthy as possible, knowing, you know, what's going on, if something's going on so that we can treat it, we can take care of it. But you also said, you know, the majority of these screenings do come back completely normal. And we talk about a lot of things, you know, on the Baby Your Baby podcast from, um, you know, the highlights, of course, of having children, the hardships of having children, um, and some of the scary things about having children. And of course, that always goes back to, um, you know, if, if your baby does get sick, or if there is something that you can't prevent or cure, right. but that you can treat. Um, so, Talk about the numbers of the screenings that you're seeing and, and kind of break that down for us a little bit, um, knowing, you know, too, that most of them do come back uh, absolutely fine. Right. So I don't have a full count about how many we've tested up to date this year, but I do have an amount of how many have actually come back with one of these disorders. Okay. So as of 2020, we have 10 confirmed cases that we have. We do have some pending that we haven't put into that amount that we're still mm-hmm. going through with testing. But with some of those, um, to give you an example, some of them are what's called cystic fibrosis. Mm -hmm. Some of them are with hypothyroidism. Um, We've had a few that's an acylcarnitine disorder. So they kind of range from different ones. And all of these babies that we're counting on that 10 are currently getting treated. Right, right. And that's the most important part is knowing early on, knowing how to treat it, to take care of it so that they can live wonderful, fulfilled lives and and go all the way through knowing, you know, what treatment is needed. Correct. And to kind of put it into perspective, last year, our numbers, uh, we hit 856 confirmed 
um, cases coming back. This includes some of our hemoglobin carriers as okay. well. Okay. So we have numbers that come out to help babies yeah. get on that right foot. Yeah. And that's out of and I, thousands of yeah. screenings. Every baby that was born last year. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't have that number. but No, I mean, you can only imagine, right. you know, the, the magnitude of that number. Um, Carrie, thank you so much for kind of explaining it to us, breaking it down, um, you know, letting us know what it is, how it works. Um, I really appreciate that. One more time, tell our listeners um, the website that they can go to for more information. So the website is uh, newbornscreening.help.utah.gov. Newbornscreening.health.utah.gov. Yes. Perfect. That's where you can find all the information about newborn screenings. We so appreciate you being with us today. Thank you. Uh, And that concludes this Baby Your Baby podcast, talking about newborn screenings, how they work, and what you need to know. Thanks for joining me, Jade Elliott, and our guest for this week's Baby Your Baby podcast. If you have a topic that you'd like our Baby Your Baby experts to discuss, leave us a comment and don't forget to subscribe. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV2 news podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health.